Is the abandoned fifth floor of Main Hall really haunted? Why does the call bell in the health center go off on its own late at night? Hello, my name is Megan Mallory, a member of the Mercersburg Communications team. And this Halloween, I'm going in search of spooky Mercersburg stories for our podcast series, Mike on the Move. So sit back, relax, and enjoy some ghostly tales from campus as told by students, faculty, and staff. Hi, everyone. I, I'm here to share. Uh, my name is Trini Hoffman, and I'm here to share one of the experiences that I've had on Fifth Floor, Maine, um, that I feel very much is a haunted type, just freaky story. So here it is. Um, I uh, decorate Fifth Floor, Maine for a haunted house. I've been doing that for about 15 years, and I go when I decorate, I move from room to room. So once one room themed is uh, decorated, I pull down the blind, I close the door, and that room is finished. Well, one year in particular, um, it's been probably about 10 years ago now, I uh, decorated and uh, you got everything set in the first room as you walk into the right. And I pulled down the blind um, and closed the door. The next day I went up, uh, I had some tape and like a hammer and things like that that I needed. I just kept in there and I went in to get it and I noticed the blind was up. And it was up about, I'm going to say, four to five inches. Um, and I thought, oh, that's weird. I thought I closed that uh, yesterday when I was finished. So I went over, I pulled the blind down and closed the door. Um, the next day I went up, uh, of course I went in and got the supplies that I needed and I noticed that same blind, uh, up about the same height, four or five inches up off of the windowsill. And I'm like, now, wait a minute. I know that I, uh, closed that blind and I went over and I pulled it down again and I proceeded all week doing the exact same thing. I would go in and that window blind would be up. So I went, and of course, you know, maybe people can say it's all in your mind, but of course, when I went in, I just felt this, I don't, a presence, like this eerie presence. And I'm looking around and this was on Friday and I'm like, what in the world? Why am I feeling this way? The blind was up is four to five inches. And when I turned around to look in one of the corners where I had decorated, it was like a desk, like a bench made in, I made it into like a, uh, a, um, a, a read, like a mind readers type desk. And on that desk, I had a gargoyle. And that gargoyle was blinking red. Very freaky. I was like, oh my gosh, like who turned that on? Like it hasn't been on all week. It's on now. It's flashing red. So I go over, I push the little light lever over to make it go off. I pull down the blind. I go out the door. Freaked me out. Every noise that I heard on fifth floor that day as I decorated, it was freaking me out. So when I was finished, I went down and I was telling some of the faculty, you know, the what weird feeling I had and the whole week that the blind was up, almost like somebody was just lifting that blind enough just to peek out what was going on uh, on campus or in the world or whatever. But so 
uh, one of the security guards, uh, he had heard me, my story. Somebody must have told him because I know that they have run into several things uh, that have freaked them out. So he came and found me in my office. He said, Trini, he said, I heard your story about Fifth Floor Maine. So I proceeded to tell him. He said, no, wait a minute. He said, I've got to tell you something. He said, I have had to go up on Fifth Floor Maine in that same room and turn off that gargoyle several times because the blind is up where I could see red flashing light just reflecting in the window. So I would go up to see what it was and here it was that gargoyle. And he said, so no, there is something that is turning that thing on. There is, I am with you about the blind being up because that was enabling or was enabling me to see the light flashing in the room. He said, so Whatever it was, it freaked me out too, and it freaked me <laughs> also. So that's my scary story. Hi, everyone. My name is Leah Willis. I am class of 2024, so I'm a freshman, an incoming freshman. I am super excited to share my stories with you, my spooky stories, quote-unquote, because I have lived by, near, and on campus pretty much my whole life. So, like, I know that, like, in um, South, I lived in South for a bit, and my parents knew a woman upstairs who had this experience where the cabinets just started opening and closing by themselves, like, kind of, like, wings flapping almost. Um, I mean, there are a lot of creepy things around campus. Like, the fifth floor of Maine is rumored to be haunted because it's completely abandoned. No one lives there. And it's just, it's just crumbling rooms. And I think Miss um, Hoffman does a ghost tour there sometimes for Halloween. Um, you know, there was this, we, I had like county chorus in the bottom of the chapel. And there's some really like creepy hallways down there, just really eerie stuff. And in the bottom of the chapel, there was, um, that, there was like a little classroom where we learned like the notes and the music and stuff for county chorus. And some people would go orb hunting. And essentially that was where you brought your phone with you and you went through those hallways and you kind of flashed it randomly and you could catch these little orbs, like these little hovering white or like sometimes like pale colored balls. And we had no idea what they were. But I went orb hunting once and everyone was with us and the lights just randomly started flashing on and off and we were really confused. And then they turned off for good and we sprinted back to the classroom and there was, there was no one there. So Either it was like a ghost or something or someone's playing a prank on us, but it was, it was really creepy. And we knew someone who lived in the, my parents knew someone who lived in the Landis house who um, had this weird experience where she was in the bathroom and she went to go out of the bathroom and she saw this translucent sort of ghost thing and she walked through it because she had to get out of the bathroom somehow and she says that she just, she felt like her body kind of seized up and she got really, really cold. And so, I don't know. I, I think that's kind of cool. Like, ghosts at Mercesburg. But yeah, I mean, that's it. I hope you enjoyed. <laughs> Thank you. Hi, I'm Denise Kiefer. I'm one of the nurses at the... Rutherford Health and Wellness Center. I've been here eight and a half years and I just want to tell you my 
experiences that I have had here in the health center. One night here on night shift in the old health center prior to renovation, a call bell came on in the room where there was no student. There was a knocking in the private room where I went down the hallway to see what was causing this noise. When I went into the room, a swoosh went past me with a bright light that went streaming down the hallway toward the front door. Another evening, there was a sound of footsteps and a knocking where we didn't know where it came from. I literally asked a student who was staying in the health center in the boys' ward, did you hear that noise? Did you hear that knocking? They said, yes, where's it coming from? I said, I don't know. I was hoping you were the one doing it. He said, no, from this day, we have never found where that noise came from. There's no ghost stories since the renovation or maybe a few call bells that would come on unexplained in the rooms with no students. Hi, I'm Lindsay Owen. Um, I've been at Mercersburg Academy for 14 years. Um, I teach private voice lessons and I work in the theater department um, as a vocal coach and as a music director for the shows. Um, and I consider myself kind of a sensitive, uh, clairsentient would be the word, um, someone who's kind of clear knowing. Um, and I've had this ability for probably maybe about 10 to 15 years. Um, so being around this area and on campus, um, I tend to pick up on things that maybe not everybody else would. So, um, my first story, and I will, I will say this from our house, which was on 317 South Main Street, which is an academy house. It's right on the edge of campus, kind of behind the chapel and behind the, the chapel's parsonage. So, we moved into the house in 2006, and my daughter Langley was, oh goodness, she was probably 13 months old, but she was very verbal. So um, we had, uh, it was a two-story house, and all of the bedrooms were upstairs, and she was on the outside bedroom, and we were on the back, and we had a baby monitor um, set up in her room at night, so we could just hear make sure everything was okay. And so we had gone to bed and about three o'clock in the morning, I hear her chatting. And so I'm like, what is she doing awake at this hour? So I go into her bedroom and she's talking to the corner of the room. And I said, Langley, um, what are you doing? Who are you talking to? And she just goes, points in the corner. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not so sure about this. And I said, well, who are, who are you talking to? And she said, the Cocoa Man. And my eyes got really like wide. And I'd never even heard her say Cocoa. She didn't even know that word. And, and I said, Langley, um, what, what does he say? And she goes, he whispers. And I about, 
<laughs> flipped out. I was like, okay, all right. So I knew at that point she absolutely was seeing a figure in her room. At that point, I didn't see anything. I sensed it. I got the full body goosebumps. I was like, okay. But the good thing was she was not scared. She was talking to him like he was a, a comfortable person and it didn't, I was like, okay, well, this is just a baby making a connection. So I did a little bit of research and some of the Underground Railroad um, was down uh, Fayette Street. So they would hide, you know, all of these people in these homes and in these little spaces back there. Um, And I'm wondering if it might have been a person from that time period. I don't know for sure. The house that we lived in was like built in 1909. Um, So it wasn't, that wouldn't have been around then, but I'm not so sure about the other. So that was my first experience. Um, That's the end of that particular story. All right, let me figure out the date for this one. Um, I think it was about five years ago, I believe. Um, And I heard from Teal Tasker and Emily Schoenberger, who are former students. And they were like, dying to go check out Main Hall because they were working for summer programs as counselors. And um, they said that they were hearing music in their room, but it was, nobody was playing music. And they were like, I don't know what's going on, but this is strange. So they said, is there any way you could come in and kind of check things out for us. We'll, we'll go with you. We'll show you where we're here in these hot spots and um, we'll figure out a time to go. So they figured out there was one night where they were both off for work. All of the kids were in a uh, camp out campfire for the night or something. Um, and the, and the, the dorm was completely empty. So I said, that'd be perfect. So we'll just go in for a couple of hours while they're out and about. And then nothing can taint the, the little ghost hunt that we're going to go on and see what we figure out. So um, so we did. So the kids went on their little camp out and the girls met me at the bottom and we went inside. And so we're just, you know, I told them the same thing. I had my digital recorder and I had the EMF detector. Um, and so I said, what I want to do is you know, because everybody talks about the fifth floor of Maine. Everybody talks about it. It's been happening for years. So I'm like, I'm really curious. I'm not so sure I feel anything around there, but we, you know, we couldn't go up into the fifth floor because it was literally padlocked. The door was completely locked. So um, I said, well, let me do this. Why don't I just leave my digital recorder on the stairs right below that door? And we'll go and do our little investigation down the hallways and see with the EMF detector and see what we hear. So I left it and we went down and <clears throat> the EMF detector is going off like crazy all over the building. I'm not really sure what that is, but something something was crazy. Um, now, granted, there are a lot of, you know, older wires and pipes through the wall. So we were testing that and it, it would go off every time. But there was something you know, like in one of the bathrooms, and I don't remember which floor, it might have been third, one of the bathrooms, it was just going crazy. So it's like that something's, something's a little fishy here. So anyway, I I left the recorder upstairs. We're going around the building. Uh, We actually ended up going outside for a little while, and I took some pictures. I got some amazing bright orb pictures outside, like orange and yellow and weird colors. It's just very strange. So 
<clears throat> got some cool, cool shots there. Um, go back and get the recorder. And um, at the time, obviously, we didn't know what it recorded. So I said, this is fun, girls. Let, let me see what I find, and I'll let you know. So they stayed in. I left for the night, <clears throat> went back, and I was like, okay, this is like two hours of recording. So I'm going to really have to just sit with my headphones on and listen and see what I get. And, you know, it's really just nothing for a while. And then all of a sudden I hear these like two knocks. I'm like, okay, well, that those are probably pipes because, you know, they have air conditioning in there. So that's probably what it was. But then <laughs> right after the two knocks is a man's voice. And he says, please, can you open the door? And like he's stuck in there, like he's stuck on the fifth floor of Maine and didn't realize that he could come out because he's a ghost. So he doesn't, he's not stuck there, but apparently he thinks he is. So I have that recording too. You want me to play for you? Can you open up the door? So there's a little bit of a pause in there. So the knocks happen, and then you hear then you hear the voice right after that. <laughs> so, so I was like, okay, I, I guess there's something to that fifth floor. <laughs> I'm not. Sh- I think it's a soldier. That's what my brain says. I believe it's a probably Civil War soldier that might have been in there when it was used as a field hospital. Um, not to say that he passed there. I don't know, but that's, that's my feeling. Um, yeah. So (laughs) a little creepy, but yeah. (laughs) Hello everyone. Happy Halloween. I'm Jasmine from the class of 2022. My ghost story, it came from last year when it was my first week into being a new 10th grader at Mercersburg. I was trying to get into Bergen at about 8.30 at night, but it was closed. A wall notice said, call campus security if you want to enter. So I dialed 717-328-1111. The ringback tone sounded, night stretched across the front lawn in front of Bergen. Way. An old woman's voice answered, hoarse and husky. A side note here, what I just said, it is usually what you'd say when you pick up a phone call in Chinese. Hi, I'm at the front of Bergen. It says, call campus security if you want to enter. Could you somehow let me in, please? Um, want to get some piano practice? I asked. No response. Through the glass door, Dim lights lined the Bergen Gallery and vanished into darkness at the end of the corridor. Seconds ticked, tucked, and the woman suddenly hung up the phone, leaving only do, do, do. I was so scared, picturing my head a wily witch somehow sneaking into the campus security phone line and coming to get wandering kids on campus just like me. So I bolted back to Fowl on the way back, making so many extra turns because I was new and I wasn't familiar with the campus landscape yet. 
This happened once again, not really long after. And it was until several months later that I discovered I didn't make my call to the security at all. I hadn't dialed a plus one country code and probably dialed to a random somebody in China. So if you have an international number, try maybe on this Halloween, call campus security without dialing the plus one country code and see what happens. Thank you to everyone who shared a story with us. And if you have a ghostly encounter to share, please contact us at communications at mercersburg.edu. Happy Halloween!